Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. You know what that music means. What's up, everybody? Happy New Year. It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of the HV Pucks Podcast, powered by Capiche.com. This is the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region. So far this season, I've asked you, what are you most thankful for? Who's the team to beat in Section 1? I also wanted to know which team has the best fans, who has the best jerseys in the Hudson Valley, which rink in our area is the best, and most recently, a number of you weighed in on the hot-button issue of travel versus high school hockey. As we approach the midway point of the high school season here in New York State, I'd like to know what players, coaches, parents, and fans are looking to accomplish in 2018. I'm interested in hearing more about your New Year's hockey-related resolutions. Anyone who's been following me on Twitter knows I'm a big fan of running polls about a bunch of different things. Back on October 6th, before the season began, I ran a poll asking who was the team to beat in Section 1. And in Division 1, North Rockland garnered 38% of the vote, Suffern and Mamaronek each had 26%, and Scarsdale had 11%. In D2, Division 2, Pelham came back as the team to beat with 57% of the votes, followed by Byram Hills with 23, John Jay with 17%, and Somers North Salem came in with 3%. Fast forward to just before the season started on November 18th, I reran the same poll. This time in Division 1, we had Mamaroneck with 35% of the vote, North Rockland came in a close second at 32%, Suffern garnered 23%, while Scarsdale took home 10%. In Division 2, Pelham pretty much ran away with the votes again, uh, 53%. John Jay came in second at 24. Byram Hills was third with 15. And Somers North Salem rounded out the voting at 8%. Now that the season is well underway and I've been able to see many teams in action, I'm here to tell you fans that Section 1 is wide open in both D1 and D2 in my opinion. You know where I'll be the weekend of March 9th. That's up in Buffalo at the Harbor Center for uh, the New York State Public High School Athletic Association's championship championship weekend, (laughs) which is arguably the biggest stage for high school hockey in New York State. I can't begin to tell you how exciting it was for me to be up there last year watching Pelham win it all, being on the ice with them, being in the locker room with them, interviewing uh, Coach Witz, interviewing the different players, Getting to meet coaches from all over the state and uh, as well as the New York State Public High School Athletic Association top people. Um, Getting temporary media credentials last year and now receiving uh, full season media credentials. It truly come full circle for me. You know, so my question at this point, you know, I'm going to be in Buffalo, but who's going to join me? In Division 2, I could see Byram Hills or John Jay taking over Pelham's spot and making it up to the regional game on March 3rd where they'll have to take on the Section 2 champion at Section 2 for the right to play at States the following week. 
In Division One, it's a little more interesting because I could see uh, Brewtown, North Rockland, Rivertown, Rytown Harrison, or Suffren taking over a Mamaronek spot, possibly, uh, in terms of representing Section 1 in the regional game on March 3rd versus the Section 9 champion Monroe Woodbury Crusaders at a rink to be determined at a later date in our area. You know, Section 1 is definitely going to be the host of that game. I personally think it's going to be back at Brewster Ice Arena, but that's pure speculation on my part. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. This is Harrison Fried, and you're listening to HV Pucks, available for free on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now back to the show. Now let's get right into the dump and chase. This week, I was interested in hearing your New Year's hockey-related resolutions. And here's what you all had to say. Jonas said for uh, Legends Puck to be respected as a good team and hence ranked as one too. The Rivertown Legends Twitter account said, we agree. Nick Abreu said, I've been a part of the Rivertown family for all four years of its existence. It's about damn time they've gotten some respect. Ossining and Irvington Sleepy Hollow combined went 237 and 1 uh, after the first year that they merged. Um, and then they went 8 and 13, then 9 and 12, last year 9 and 8, and now they're 6 and 1. Give them respect. Nick Abreu also said, especially with their record, if they keep it up after the winter break, they could get a home playoff game, and we all know they haven't lost a home playoff game in team history with the uh, laughing emoji. Anthony Capello said, I'm sure if we keep winning and getting stronger every year, which will be because we have some strong players that play with me, we have a good future. We will be a good team for years to come. An anonymous coach said, to finish over 500. Gary Dworkowitz, head coach for North Rockland, said, uh, three zones with maximum effort, every rep, every practice, every game. Here's the goal, to create good, consistent winning habits. Another anonymous coach said, to remain positive with my team, no matter how good or bad it gets. A John J. Cross River senior said, my New Year's resolution is to help bring home the Section 1 title this year. It's been a long time since 2013. An anonymous coach said, our resolution is to be playing for a D2 championship come late February. We want the chance to skate in front of a packed barn at Brewster Ice Arena. Ed Witt said, my hockey New Year's resolution is to continue to work hard to give my players the absolute best me and my coaches have to teach the game every day and be attentive to our guys and always find a way for all to contribute and enjoy their experience. And Jesse Peters from CTHS Hockey said, my resolution will be to exercise more. As the calendar moves closer to January 1st, 2018, and I approached the one-year anniversary of my show, I figured it was only right for me to weigh in on this one too. Uh, you know, I can't begin to thank the listeners and the followers uh, enough for their never-ending support. It's been an amazing and amazing year. I never could have imagined um, when I you know, hit upload on that very first episode, January 1st, 2017, that I would wind up where I am today. Um, the show is available for free on four major platforms, Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Uh, the show has been downloaded over 8,000 times. 
Uh, just doing some quick math, I want to say there's at least 25 full-length episodes, probably between six and eight special feature episodes. Uh, I'm constantly getting requests from players, from coaches, from people not just within the Hudson Valley, but throughout New York State and now throughout the country um, that are interested in coming on and being a part of the show. So again, thank you so much. My New Year's resolution is basically to keep the train rolling, to keep providing you the best, most consistent, independent hockey coverage um, possible from this area. I'm not affiliated with a newspaper. I'm not affiliated with a media outlet. Um, which I guess is kind of a good thing because we, we saw what happened with the with the good guys over there at News 12 Varsity. You know, I real, really feel badly for some of those guys. They were good guys. They really put the kids first. And, um, you know, again, I'm just trying to do the best I can on my own. So I appreciate everybody's support, and uh, I'm looking forward to continued success and just to keep doing my thing um, as we hit 2018. So... You know what? You're listening to the HV Pucks podcast, uh, and we'll be right back after this. You know, one of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. This week, as part of my Where Are They Now segment, I sat down with Jackson Schultz, standout player for Rytown Harrison, who is now uh, doing his thing um, up at Cornell University. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Jackson Schultz. He is a veteran of the uh, podcast because he was on my show last year during Season 1. He was a standout for the Rytown Harrison Titans. Uh, I really enjoyed watching him play last year, and now he is a member of uh, Cornell University. He's playing the game up there. So, Jackson, thank you so much for... uh, Joining me today on the podcast, happy holidays. Happy holidays to you too, Travis. It's, uh, it's good to be back. Yeah, having a good season up at Cornell has been a lot of fun, and it's good to be home now. Oh, I love it. I love it. It was great seeing you you and your family at Westchester Skate um, last weekend too. Um, talk to us just a little bit about your journey from Rytown Harrison to Cornell, if you can. I mean, the biggest thing is is the jump in competition. It's a huge step up from what I've been experiencing in the past. I mean, even just playing travel hockey and varsity hockey, it's always a challenge. It's always good hockey. But when you get to another level, when it's even just club college hockey, every player is is talented. Everyone knows how to play the game, and everyone can play it at a really high level. Which is something you might not see at varsity sometimes because there can be that drop-off from your first two lines or something. So having that challenge to adapt to the speed of play and the level of competition it's been a, it's been a challenge, but it's been it's been an exciting one that's really helped me grow as a player. I think even in just half a semester. I love it. I love hearing that. Uh, cause, you know, because for me as a as a guidance counselor, I love watching the kids play 
in high school for their communities with their buddies, but I also want to look at the big picture. So that's why I appreciate you coming on this Where Are They Now? Because I want my listeners, my followers to hear, you know, what can happen to somebody like you who played in high school and then, you know, hit the books, had the grades, had the skill, and was able to then parlay that into an opportunity at a program like Cornell. Um, thoughts on uh, Cornell's season so far, Jackson, from your perspective? Yeah, we've had a pretty good year so far. We're a, we're a skilled team with mostly young guys, honestly. We had a kind of a slow start, but lately we've been picking it up a little bit, getting some momentum going into the uh, the end of our season and playoffs. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to turn that into a little bit, a little bit of success in the postseason. We've been playing more consistent hockey lately, and that's led to a couple more wins. And, I mean, face it, at this level, you got to have your best effort night in and night out to win. So if you're not bringing it, the other team will be. So gotta got to have it every night. I love that. I love that. Let me ask you, this is a question from your high school days, and I asked you this last year, but I want to ask you now. Uh, who's your biggest rival, would you say, as far as a uh, different college or a different program up there at Cornell? I'd say Cortland, just because of proximity. We played them twice this year, both uh, both really intense games. We won one and we lost one. Um, both one-goal games, hard-fought, good hockey, definitely. And as I mentioned to you when I saw you at Westchester Skate, a former Monroe Woodbury kid, Jake Sheckman, is playing for the uh, Cornell club team, so you guys probably mixed it up um, when you played a couple of those games, because I know he's been up there as a freshman as well. Um, in your opinion, and again, we, you know, we could take the Rytown Harrison, um, Rivertown game that we took in together, or even the game I saw you at, I think I saw you at Ebersol too. Um, during the, during, uh, it was the Thanksgiving tournament, um, state of hockey in section one, Jackson, in your opinion, both, you know, as someone who played and now someone who kind of came back as an alumni and an observer. What are your thoughts? I mean, having gone to these games, watching my younger brother play and watching the Titans play and just seeing the the level of hockey, I think that the biggest difference in the last two years or last couple of years is that there's, it's much more wide open, I think, in both D1 and D2 for whatever team is going to want it the most. I mean, you saw Rytown beat North Rockland 3-2 to in overtime last Friday, and then you saw them lose to Rivertown 4 nothing the next day. I mean, that shows it's you got to bring it every night, too, at the, at the varsity level. Yeah, I absolutely would agree. And this, you know what, I'm, I'm, the more I'm talking to you and thinking about it, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm probably going to put this interview as part of episode eight because, I, as you just said, I'm a firm believer based on all the games I've watched, and I've watched a ton of games even though the season's only halfway over, that section one in both D1 and D2 is wide open. Um, certain teams who will remain nameless for now uh, are down, in my opinion, and uh, it's high time for a new program to come in and uh, take a section title and, you know, take a trip up to Buffalo for states. So uh, it's definitely going to be a, an interesting second half of the season and a wild playoff race, in my opinion. Um, Jackson, I know you're off on break now from school. You go back middle of January. But can you just describe a typical day for us in the life of Jackson Schultz as far as maybe a day that you had practice when you're up there at Cornell? Yeah, I mean, basically... I, I can't imagine being much different from anybody else at college. You know, it's you, you go to classes, you're hanging out, and then it's hitting the ice Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then the weekends when we have games going on. It's it's fun. It's it's nice to get in a routine, and it's good to have hockey there to kind of rely on when school can get overwhelming, and you still got you still got ice to go skate on and get your mind off things. Absolutely. So thinking about that, you're home now, and I know you spend a lot of time obviously up there at school. But is there something you can get in Ithaca? 
as far as a particular type of food or maybe there's a particular greasy spoon or deli spot that you cannot get back home here uh, in the Hudson Valley or over in Westchester County? I mean, if we're talking about food, John Thomas Steakhouse, I've only been a couple of times since I've been up to school, but it's probably my favorite and it's it's phenomenal. But I mean, if we're not talking about food, I'd say frostbite is what you can probably get in Ithaca that you can't necessarily get back here. You know, I I didn't go up there in the wintertime per se, but I went to an educator's retreat in Ithaca and we slept outside and there was outside showers. It was some program affiliated with the university. We were right on the shore of one of the lakes up there and it was very picturesque, but it was also very cold. So very, very cold. Yeah. So Jackson, um, what's the best piece of advice you've received regarding playing hockey post high school that you can share with us? Yeah, it's actually something that my, my travel coach, Doug Harrison, taught me. Him and I still keep in touch. We'll talk before games. But he told me to just play my game. I mean, no matter where hockey was going to take me after high school, I know how to play, and I knew how I had to play in order to be successful. So when it comes to you know playing after high school, you can adapt to, to the level of competition and the speed of competition that's around you and develop to make sure you're still keeping up and able to make an impact. But you don't want to change how you how you know how to play. You got to keep playing the way you, what made you successful at the time. Okay, I, I love it. I love just again keep it simple. Play your game. You know, do what you know to do. And last but not least, Jackson. Again, thank you so much for taking the time out. For any of those players who are listening, what can you tell them about life after high school in terms of playing hockey is concerned? Listen. The- Playing D1 and D3 isn't the only way to keep playing hockey after high school. I mean, there's always an opportunity. I'm playing club, and I love it. I mean, there was a time where I thought about not playing because I thought about the time and the commitment and whatever it was. Then I realized that that feeling when you get on the ice, it's, it's something that I don't ever want to lose, and that's why I felt that I just really needed to take advantage of that opportunity to be able to keep playing post-high school. I think that's an excellent answer, and that's a perfect way to end the interview. So I've had a great time chatting with my buddy Jackson Schultz. Again, a standout player at Rytown Harrison. I really enjoyed watching him play um, during his senior year of high school. And uh, I I loved catching up with him, certainly at the rinks uh, over Thanksgiving and during the holidays. And it was very gracious of you uh, to come on the podcast for this Where Are They Now segment. So uh, happy holidays. I hope 2018 brings you uh, prosperity, peace, and good health. Please say hello to your family for me. And I'll see you at the Mayor's Cup game before you head back to school. Definitely. Thank you for having me on, Travis. And happy holidays to you, too. All right. Be well. As the eighth episode for season two comes to an end, it's now time for Stick Taps, where we honor, recognize, and acknowledge individual players, coaches, teams, or hockey-related events and charities. So Stick Taps out to the E.O. Smith-Tolland Bucks hockey team, who have made a pledge this year to support the Jacob Roger Poulin Foundation through the Score for Jacob campaign. 
fans can pledge a dollar amount for every Bucks goal scored this season, which will directly benefit the foundation and its many charitable endeavors, including building a park in Jacob's memory. For more information, you can visit www.jrpf.org or follow at Bucks1Nation1 on Twitter. Stick taps out to the Bishop Eustis ice hockey team for hosting the 7th annual Connor O'Kane Memorial Cup JV Tournament. In the five years since Connor passed, the Connor O'Kane Foundation has donated over $85,000 to further the goals of the foundation. Stick taps out to the Queensbury Varsity Hockey Team for giving back to their community by restocking shelves at Community Action in Glens Falls. They donated over 900 food items and filled over 30 boxes. Stick taps out to sophomore Justin Wellman, goaltender for uh, the Parsippany Hockey Team out of New Jersey, who made 67 saves in a 3-0 loss to Scotch Plains on Thursday, December 28th at the Essex County Holiday Tournament at Cody Arena. Stick taps out to the Hopewell Valley Bulldogs varsity uh, hockey team for hosting a Skate with the Bulldogs event on uh, Saturday, December 30th from 3 to 5 p.m. at the Laux Ice Center. Skate rental was included in the price of the ticket and refreshments were also available. Stick taps out to junior goaltender uh, Devin Tremblay of the South Windsor Boys hockey team, who made 51 saves in a 4-4 tie against NFI on Friday, December 29th. Stick taps out to the St. John Vianney High School hockey team and the Christian Brothers Academy uh, hockey team for playing in a military appreciation game at the Navesink Country Club on Wednesday, January 3rd. CBA will be collecting donations for the Lieutenant Dennis W. Zielinski Memorial Fund. St. John Vianney's proceeds will benefit the Pause for Vets program. And as we close out 2017, it really looks like I'm going to be able to get down there for that game. I'm so excited to be there. I've seen pictures. I saw uh, some of the teams practicing at that rink earlier this week, and I can't wait to be a part of that. Stick taps out to the Byram Hills varsity hockey team, who is hosting their sixth annual Pink the Rink game. Uh, This year it's going to be versus John Jay. Uh, That's Friday, uh, January 5th at Brewster Ice Arena. Your boy Trav will also serve as guest in-house DJ and public address announcer throughout the evening. Puck drop is set for 7 p.m. with all proceeds benefiting the Breast Cancer Division of the American Cancer Society. Stick taps out to the Hamden Girls Ice Hockey Team, who will be challenging the Hamden High School Boys Hockey Team to a Beauty vs. the Beast charity hockey event on Friday, January 5th. The event is scheduled from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Lewis Astorino Rink and will feature a skills competition, relay races, shootout, and a t-shirt toss. Proceeds will benefit Don's Hat Rack at Yale, Yale New Haven Children's Hospital. Stick taps out to the Thomas Titans hockey team for hosting the Robert J. Smith High School Hockey Showcase on on Saturday, January 6th at the Webster Ice Arena. Puck drop uh, is set for 5 p.m. for Penfield versus Brighton and at 7 p.m. Thomas versus Schroeder. One admission price will give all fans in attendance access to both games and the proceeds uh, will benefit the American Cancer Society and the Webster Thomas Hockey Boosters. Attention all female hockey players. There's going to be a Hudson Valley Girls High School Ice Hockey Kickoff Clinic for players in grades 6 through 12 on Saturday, January 6th, beginning at 7.45 p.m. at Brewster Ice Arena. Staff members from the New York Rangers will be there. Eric Nates, Stacey Wierl, 
and members of the New York State USA Hockey Coaches Education Team will be coordinating clinics, and it's anticipated that members of the National Women's Hockey League's Connecticut Whale will be there as well. Please contact Tess Brogan, uh, Athletic Director at Clarkstown North, for more information. Her email address is tbrogan at ccsd.edu. Stick taps out to the Rytown Harrison and White Plains varsity hockey teams as they are set to host the second annual Mayor's Cup game at the Ebersol Rink on Saturday, um, January 13th. There's a modified game at 5 p.m., a sled hockey game at 6.30 p.m. featuring the New York Rangers sled hockey team and the Connecticut Wolfpack sled hockey team, followed by the varsity game at 8.30 p.m. There will be a 50-50 raffle, chuck-a-puck, and a silent auction. All proceeds to benefit the Wheelchair Sports Federation. Stick taps out to the uh, Weathersfield, Middletown, Rocky Hill, Plainville hockey team for hosting a military appreciation game on Saturday, January 13th versus the Newington Co-op. Puck drop is set for 7 p.m. at the Newington Arena. All proceeds will benefit the Wounded Warriors Project. Stick taps out to the Marist College Red Foxes for hosting their first annual Hall of Fame induction ceremony on Saturday, January 20th. The alumni game is set for 10.30 a.m. at the McCannis Arena, followed by lunch and the Hall of Fame induction uh, in the afternoon ends with a game between Marist and Wagner College at 4.15 back at McCann. Stick taps out to both the Carmel Rams and Mayapak Indians varsity hockey teams for hosting a Carmel Hockey Fights Cancer game on Friday, January 26th at the Brewster Ice Arena. There will be a bake sale, chuck-a-puck, and a 50-50 raffle, plus much more. Puck drop is set for 9 p.m., with all proceeds going to benefit Community Cares, a local organization aiding families with children whose parents are undergoing a major medical illness, such as cancer. And if you know of a player, coach, team, or hockey-related event or charity and would like them to receive stick taps in the future, please tweet me at TravJack71 using the hashtag HVPucks. This is your boy Trav, and you're listening to the HVPucks podcast. I'll be back with some of my final thoughts after this. This is Coach Berger of the Fox Lane Foxes, and you're listening to the HVPucks podcast. Available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now back to the show. As the horn sounds on the eighth episode of uh, Season 2, I want to let you know some of the topics for this season's future podcasts. So, as far as being a female hockey player is concerned, um, I recorded a number of interviews uh, this past week. Uh, As a matter of fact, I have three interviews scheduled for... um, Sunday, and I actually have an interview scheduled for today. I'm recording this on Saturday. Um, Two of the interviews on Sunday, uh, I'm going to be calling and speaking with players from England. Uh, So I'm really looking forward to getting their perspective uh, as far as the international women's game is concerned. Um, So again, stay tuned for uh, being a female hockey player because that's going to drop in 2018. Someone brought up to me a topic that's really, really compelling, and I want to look at this further. Um, How does the strength of the schedule a team plays impact their season, including preparation for the playoffs? Uh, Which team has the best locker room? Which team has the best merch? Um, 
the history of uh, Hudson Valley hockey with Stefan Vallis and Mike Schoenbach, that's something I'm probably going to do closer to the end of the season because I really want to be able to dedicate adequate time to getting those two guys together because they are both a wealth of uh, hockey history and information. Um, I recently interviewed Mike Benelli, who's doing some really wonderful things um, as far as grassroots initiatives and other ways to expose kids to hockey and to grow the sport. Uh, So stay tuned for that interview. Um, I recently learned about a very devoted group of hockey players who have been playing together on Tuesday nights for 44 years in a row. The game is referred to as Hockey Night in Katona. So stay tuned for player interviews uh, in a future episode. And um, again, another question I got uh, recently was, does being a multi-sport athlete help hockey players or should they just specialize in the one sport of hockey? And if there are topics you'd like me to address on the show, please tweet me at TravJack71 as I do this podcast for you each and every week. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, very excited to announce the addition of a Where Are They Now segment to the podcast. So any uh, former Hudson Valley players, please tweet or DM me at TravJack71 if you want to come on. As I mentioned, we just had Jackson Schultz on episode 8. I also interviewed Sean Gordon. I interviewed Russ Mazzaro. Uh, I'm set to interview Sean Benson. Um, So I've got uh, definitely got some interviews coming up. Uh, I also have Jake Sheckman coming on uh, as a former HV Pucks player. So again, I'm very excited about that. Um, I recently interviewed a trainer from Tappan Zee High School. So I'm looking to have a segment um, on the podcast every now and then entitled From the Trainer's Room which will focus on athlete health, safety, and nutrition. I also recently spoke to a gentleman named uh, VJ Stanley, who's doing something with Balanced Excellence. He's out of the Rochester area. Uh, that episode, that interview will drop in 2018 as well. Um, you know, So I'm really trying to cover all the bases here in the hockey world. Before I sign off, I want to thank my beautiful wife, Marisol, and my two daughters, Juliana and Kayla, for everything. Uh, for their patience, their love, their support, their understanding, because our family time definitely takes a hit uh, as I try to bring you the best show possible each and every week during the high school hockey season. You can find me on Twitter at TravJack71. Um, I recently hit 100,000 tweets, which is a lot of tweets. I think I might have a problem, Uh, but it's all good. So at TravJack71 on Twitter, on Instagram at 5 underscore min underscore major, and on Snapchat at 5 underscore min major. And if you like the music you've heard throughout the show, check out the EP Broken Walls by Fracture, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can also find them on Twitter at Fracture underscore band, on Instagram at Fracture Official, Fracture Band Official on Facebook, and www.fractureofficial.com on the web. This is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major. I hope 2018 brings all of you good health, peace, and prosperity. I'm looking forward to the second half of the season, and I'll see you at the rink.